Hey there, welcome back. Okay, so there has been a recurring theme going on everywhere I look. Of course, everywhere I look, it's regarding related. <laughs> so, but even at a birthday party that I was at, someone was asking like a quick, hey, can you give me a quick answer to this question about a plant? And I heard myself giving the same answer. Uh, recently I was in a landscape workshop and I heard the instructor for the landscape workshop. So it was a landscape design workshop and he was saying the same thing over and over and over again. A lot of the questions that I had when I recently did a seed saving workshop, I was saying the same thing over and over and over again. And, uh, basically that is the importance of knowing the plants. And, you know, we want to know what size will they get to? Uh, when will they bloom? What color will the bloom be? Where is the seed? <laughs> is it an annual or a perennial? Does it need a lot of water? Or if I water it too much, if I plant it next to this, will I kill it with too much water? <laughs> Does it need full sun or will it do okay in part shade? Is this plant toxic? And all the questions, right? We just want someone to give us the answer, right? Will it do the same thing in your yard that does in someone else's yard? Luckily, I do have two of the best tips I know in order to answer all these questions. By the way, if you're new here, welcome to the Edelful Gardens podcast. I'm your host, Nanette Blair, and I'm so glad that you found us because what we do here is we help people create beautiful and edible landscapes that are way better than organic because I'm on a mission. My mission is to make good food accessible to everyone, and in my opinion, the best definition of good food is nutritious, delicious, and safe. And it doesn't get any better than picking fresh fruit, herbs, veggies straight off the plant where you know what went into it from start to finish. And you won't find any tomato cages here. As a matter of fact, there's a lot you won't find here, including pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, or any of the other sides. But what you will find here are landscapes that are designed for beauty, reflection, fun, entertaining, and the list goes on to whatever you want. After all, it's your home, your yard, and your taste, and beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder. Okay, you know that garden you've been thinking about? Well, I know you're ready. I know I'm ready. So let's dig in. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I mean, if you have been, if you're not new to the show, and you have been listening to the Edible Gardens podcast for quite some time now, you can probably guess what I'm going to tell you. We could talk about each individual plant 24 hours a day, seven days a week for 365 days and still not cover all the plants, right? Like where's the seed? When do you harvest the seed? What color is the bloom going to be? You know, just all of the things. So um, I have two really good tips for you. And really, this should be a very short show unless I kind of get off on a, a little rant. But one of them, as you can guess, is just go ahead and get the plant. See what happens. See what it does. So there's two types of personalities involved in these two answers, right? <laughs> I have a friend who is very much the, um, this is what we would call in the sales world, an entertainer. She talks a lot with her hands and she's very animated. She gets really excited and she makes decisions like that. Like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and plant this. I'm not really worried about any kind of repercussions. I'm just going to plant it and it suits my fancy right now, 
Okay, that's one type of personality. So if you are that type of personality, then just go plant a bunch of plants and just see what happens. Now, I would say that kind of a subtitle of that one, like we were doing an outline, one of them, uh, number one would be just plant the plants, just plant the seeds, just see what happens. Um, under that, that would be like one. And then it would be, uh, if, if we were doing an outline, there would be one A underneath that, one subheading under that. And that would be do the spray and pray method where you just plant a whole bunch of stuff everywhere. You buy a sacrificial flat of strawberries and plant them all over your gardens. Like I have about an acre and a half that I'm gardening in. It's not all an acre and a half. We have some driveways and some pathways and some open parts and things like that. But I have about, of that, I have about 7,000 square feet and I will just plant strawberries. If I don't know where they're going to grow very well, it's kind of like a little security blanket. I just plant them everywhere and I see where they're the happiest. I let them tell me what they like where what's the soil you know the shade the sun whatever so just plant the plants right okay then we have another different personality type (laughs) okay so the other personality type is more like me and I want to know before I go out and spend a lot of money on plants and seeds and I want to insure I want to have a little bit of an insurance policy that some of them, or at least, are going to be planted in the right place, and that I'm not going to have a lot of surprises when I plant them. So I'm going to know approximately what they're going to look like, because I've done my research. So for those people, I would say the plant folio, and we haven't talked about the plant folio in a while, and I wanted to tell you that And what I'm getting ready to do, and I've done this with a few people that have emailed me and said, hey, Nanette, would you mind sending me the template? Because, you know, if you go download that plant folio, you're going to get a PDF. So this PDF, unless you have Adobe Acrobat, uh, like the paid version where you can actually manipulate and insert things and all of that, um, it's just a PDF. It's just a guide. But if you want to use a free software uh, that's called Canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com, then I can send you my template and I'd be perfectly happy to do that uh, for you. But I think I'm just going to go ahead and send it to everybody. I think. I mean, I don't really have the capability to just say everybody on my email list, I'm just going to shoot this out to everyone because I use the free version. I don't use the paid version. If I use the paid version, I think I could send it to like a whole email list at one time, but I will have to enter these manually for every single person that's on my email list, but I'm willing to do that. So, and I don't know when I'm going to do that, but uh, if you want that, then you can just email me and I'll just, I'll just go ahead and send it to you. Now, if you're one of the people that has already emailed me and said, Hey, Nanette, I want this and I've already emailed it to you, you may get it twice. So forgive me for any kind of redundancy, but I'm just going to go through my email list and I'm going to put in each individual email one at a time and let you get this because this is such a valuable tool. And does it take some time? Yes, it does. But so does doing the research. And then uh, once you've done your research and you've put it into the folio, then you're done, right? Uh, You may find some new information and you might want to go back and kind of update your folios from time to time, which I do. That's why I, 
I give you this observations page so you can say, okay, this is what everybody else said it would do. And I've never grown it before, but this is where I'm keeping all my research. This is what people say. But I'm going to make notes what I saw happen when I planted that, okay? So uh, that's why I give you that observations page. On the one hand, you've got the free spirit, right? You've got uh, what we would call an entertainer. You're going to just say, just be really flamboyant. And you're just going to say, you know what? I'm just going to go help. Go ahead and just plan a bunch of stuff. Okay. That is actually the best way to do it. So there's pros and cons with each one. If you're going to go ahead and just plant everything, do this praying pray or whatever. Of course, one of the drawbacks is, is that you could waste some seeds and some plants where it just won't do well for you, but you're going to learn a ton. You're going to learn a lot. The question would be in my mind is, will you remember that next year? Especially if you've tried a lot of new plants. Now, if all you tried was just tomatoes this year, you may have found that you had a lot of tomato hornworms because you don't have a lot of flowers everywhere that will attract the beneficial insects that will attack those tomato hornworms. Or if you planted everything in rows, like monocropping, like your granny's garden, I don't mean anything against granny. (laughs) My grandparents did it this way too, but you know, that was kind of left over from um, the Victory Gardens from World War II. Plant everything in rows, basically taking big agriculture and scaling it down because we had a lot of professors from Harvard and Princeton and Rice come up and help the the, uh, War Department write a book on how to do a garden so everybody could grow their own food. That's where this came from, this backyard garden thing where everybody planted everything in rows, but I digress. But if you're growing that way in rows and rows and rows, rows of peppers, rows of squash, rows of corn, and you're not doing any kind of mixing it up and companion planting, you are going to have that problem and you are going to have to spray. And here at Edible Gardens, we mix everything up and we don't have to spray anything because all of our little bugs are doing everything for us. But if you're seeing that you have those kind of problems, then are you going to remember that next year? You know, like if you're planting a lot of stuff, Okay, so there's pros and cons for each one. The pro for doing the plant folio is that you're going to do the research anyway. It may just be real quick research, but if you have to go back and do the research again, let's just say you do it this winter, which in the wintertime is a great time to do this. I'm hoping that I can encourage you to spend some time this winter when you really can't do much out in the garden and do some of these plant folios for the ones that are a high priority on your wish list. This coming up season, the winter time is perfect time to just go ahead and do a bunch of these plant folios or as much of the plant folios as you want to do anyway. And it does take, you know, maybe an hour or two for each one especially if you've never grown them before, and just to learn all the things, all the questions that you have about that plant. And it's just a placeholder to keep it, okay? So the cons to that is it takes a little bit of time, but the the pro on doing the plant folio is you now in the springtime, you don't have to go back and say, okay, now how many, how many inches did it say to space them apart? It grows um, two feet wide 
or 16 inches wide or four foot wide? What, how far do I need to place these apart? And did it say that it could take a little bit of shade? What color is it going to bloom? What's that plant combination going to look like in my edible landscape? I was in this landscape design workshop. It was not an edible landscaping workshop. It was just landscape design. And one of the things that kept coming up over and over and over again, and he was talking to a lot of like certified professional landscape designers. He was saying, look, I'm seeing you talk about this stuff on social media and I'm seeing that you're, you're calling this one plant something else and that's not the plant at all. So even a lot of your professional landscape designers are kind of guilty about this as well. So doesn't that make you feel good? <laughs> I know it makes me feel good. It's like the plants that I know, I know very well because, mostly because I've grown them. And there's a lot of plants that I don't know very well because I haven't grown them yet. So I would say the best way to get to know the plants and all their little quirks and all their little personalities, you know, how they can just show off, be the biggest show off in the world like a dahlia, just a beautiful, beautiful dinner plate dahlia. They just all have their own little personalities. Like that one's like, you know, I belong on the runway, but I can get a little finicky and I can get a little heavy and sometimes I need a little support. The best way to learn is just to go ahead and plant them. But if you want to have an insurance policy, that's me. I'm a little bit risk averse. I want all of my plants to do well, which they never, I never am 100% on all my plants. Something will happen, but at least I have, I, I know in my mind I've done the best that I can. Give me the benefits, the pros and the cons, and I'll make the decision for myself whether or not I'm going to make that plant a priority this year. Okay, especially in the season that we're going to be in of uncertainty when it comes to seeds, like the spring of 2021 is just kind of uncertain for some people. And if you are going to think about buying something new, then... um, Yeah, you might want to find out as much about that plant as you possibly can, because we just don't know what's going to happen. It may be just fine. I hope it's just fine. I really, really, really do. (laughs) This theme just keeps coming up over and over and over again. There's no way around it. You have got to learn the plants. But luckily, you have two methods that you can use, either plant all the plants and plant all the seeds, or... Do a little bit of filtering, I guess, and learn about the plants first before you go out and, um, I guess waste is a good word. I don't like to waste things. Some people are, are okay with that. Sometimes when I lose a plant, I'm just like, you know what? I did my best. I, that's what I say, literally. Well, that didn't work. I did my best. But if I had just thrown a bunch of stuff like, okay, I'll, I'll give you an example hydrangeas. I have not found, now I don't live in an area that's really good for growing hydrangeas. I have found that out, but I have found out there are some varieties like an oak leaf hydrangea that is uh, known to be pretty successful in the area where I live. So in the past, I've just planted them in the wrong place. I just kind of, it was just kind of spray and pray with a plant that I dearly wanted to see come to fruition. I love hydrangeas. That's what I picked out for my daughter's wedding. I kind of talked her into it and she was totally happy with that because she's not real picky about flowers and stuff. 
but I just love, love, love hydrangeas and would love to have them everywhere. And uh, yeah, I've tried hydrangeas in several different places. I think I've talked about that here on the podcast before, but I would love to have hydrangeas everywhere. And I have planted them in a few places and I'm kind of a little bit gun shy right now. So you know what? I have not done a plant folio on hydrangeas. I am going to learn because I still, I would love to have hydrangeas, even if it's just in one little spot that they'll grow. I think I have a spot picked out for them. I think I know where I'm going to put them, actually several of them, but I don't want to go out and spend a lot of money on something that's just, I'm just going to kill, that I'm just, that's just going to die. So I'm going to be doing a lot more plant folios like Camellia sinensis. I've done a plant folio on Camellia sinensis, but you know what? I'm going to get it out and I'm going to really look at it before I decide to invest in, and Camellia sinensis is a tea plant. That's where all the teas come from. And that grows, it's a Camellia. It grows the most beautiful uh, little flowers. It's, it's a beautiful shrub plant perennial that I can pick tea. I can, you know, grow my own tea. That's so cool. One of the things that I learned recently too, is there was someone I saw in a Facebook group that was selling cacao seedlings. And I want to say it was only like a dollar fifty per plant. And when I saw that, I was like, are you kidding me? So they were in Austin, Texas, which is about three or four hours. It's about three or four hours from where I live. And uh, I did just uh, some really kind of cursory uh, research, you know, just real quick, down and dirty, looked at where a cacao plant will grow. And I thought, you know, even if it's not an annual, I mean, even if it's just an annual for me, it'd be pretty cool to have those bragging rights to say I grew chocolate (laughs) in my edible gardens, which that was news to me. I did not know that. So... Anyway, yeah, I'm going to be doing some plant folios myself. On something like that, I would not spray and pray. I really wouldn't, especially if it's something like very specialized. Like I did a lot of research one time on wasabi, like the green wasabi you buy or that you get in um, kind of a little paste when you go to a Japanese restaurant. I love it. And a little bit goes a long way. And I found out that it's horseradish. It's a type of horseradish and it cannot take any sunlight whatsoever. So when all the leaves lose its trees, even if it's in the wintertime, it can't take any sunlight. So, um, you know, I don't think I did a folio on that. I just did a little bit of research. It looked like it was kind of expensive. And I thought, you know what, it's just not a priority for me right now. And doing that little bit of research, kind of like cursory, down and dirty research, uh, then I'll decide what I'm going to do a plant folio on. I know one of the things that I really want to get for next year, I guess it's kind of turned into what I really want to try in the future, but it hasn't been a priority in the past, maybe because of cost or because they're just too finicky and the cost and their, their chance of success was kind of iffy for me. Um, but one of them is a bay laurel tree. So you know how you put bay leaves in a stew or something and it comes in a little spice jar that you can buy at the store. Well, it would be so awesome. I think it would be wonderful to be able to just go pick my own leaves off of a bay leaf tree. And they are kind of a little bit expensive. So I want to make darn sure that I'm giving my plants the best chance of life at life if I can. Okay. So anyway, yeah, 
those are the two methods and uh, just go ahead and spray and pray basically is what you're doing with the first one uh, i said it was a sub title you know one being just plant plants everywhere and get to know your plants see what what happens and then a was under that spray and pray but really it's all spray and pray just plant stuff everywhere see what happens that really is the best way to do it however I'm growing about 129 different varieties. If I had done that with all 129 varieties that I planted everywhere, I would have been really upset if I had a minimal success on some things. So I am going to be the type two personality. What do we call that? A director. And that is I want to have some kind of insurance that or assurance. I want a little bit of a security blanket. And that is what the plant folio will do for me. And that's what it does for me. And that's why I've been doing it now for a while. By the way, this is like the preliminary stage of designing my edible landscape. First, I'm going to decide which plants I'm going to put in. And then I'm going to do a little bit of research and decide what is it going to look like. And there is a placeholder for that in the folio. What does it look like when it's mature? How big does it get? How wide does it get? Um, is it, If it needs a lot of water then I'm not going to plant it right next to something that I'm going to kill if I water it too much, right? So this is step one. I mean, I'm finding out that I really kind of have a, I have a system where you make your wish list, which we've talked about before. Then you prioritize your wish list, which I do by doing the plant folios. And then I decide which ones are going to be a priority. The things on the priority list get turned into a shopping list the shopping list really kind of falls somewhere um, before that is how am I going to, where am I going to put it, right? So I need to lay it all out and design. Designing is figuring out where that's going to go, right? I'm always saying that budget in the garden is not just money. It is an issue of time, space, and money. So putting the plant, whatever plant that is that I have done my plant folio on into my design is a space consideration, right? I'm going to dedicate a space to that plant, either if it's a perennial from now until uh, how, however long a perennial can live. Perennials don't live forever, but they're going to live for years in that one spot. So it's a matter of time, space, and money right? So this, again, is kind of the precursor to starting my edible landscape designing is knowing the plant material. And that was really kind of the whole point on this landscape design course without the edible. <laughs> it was not an edible landscaping course. It was just a landscaping design course. How do you design a landscape? which I just wanted to know, you know, that's why I was in this class. This really was a workshop. It wasn't like a course that you take for a whole semester and go get a degree in it or something like that. I just wanted to know, like, what are the basic fundamentals? And <laughs> this, is, this is as basic as it gets is know your plant material. And uh, we kind of talked about this before. Like you can kind of pick out someone's design based on what plants they pick out. It's kind of like an artist. You can kind of pick out without looking at the name or the signature down in the little corner of a painting just by recognizing, oh, that's a Jackson Pollock, you know, because you know. 
if you know Art, then you know what his stuff looks like. Or if it's someone else, just by the colors that they use. And the colors that we use are the plants. It's all about the plants. The plants, the plants, the plants. What are their personalities? What can we do with them? It's kind of like a medium, right? Like, what will wood do if you're going to work with wood? What will clay do if you're going to work with clay? And this is our medium that we're using in an art form to be creative that's also being functional, and that is an edible landscape. And that's going to do it for this one. But I wanted to remind you that we are changing the the website from edifilgardens.com and it, we're changing it to nanetteblair.com. Now the name of the podcast is staying the same, the Edifil Gardens podcast with Nanette Blair. But the folio is going to be located in a different location online. So that'll be at nanetteblair.com forward slash folio. However, it is not uploaded at this time. We're still working on the website and trying to get all those pages loaded. So anyway, just wanted to remind you about that. But that is going to do it for this one. Until next time, bye for now.